Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. And we are back. Season two, we got a new song, a little Kendrick Lamar. We did David Bowie last season. Jake picked uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that song, I, I think it's like the, the right message for the show because, you know, as long as you deal with your stuff and what happens, like, we're going to be all right. Yeah. You can't uh, paralyze you and whip your ass. So, like, um, you know, deal with it head on and uh, make it work. And we're back. We, we're back. This is uh, season two. This is our first show of season two. We have Thomas Dale season in Season two. Season two. I, th- I was like, I want to bring in the season with two of my dudes. I got Jake and I brought Thomas in. Because we, Jake and I, we live in the real world. We talk about mm-hmm. the truth. We are. We That's sh- true. Cha- mm-hmm. Straight with no chaser mm-hmm. here. Oh, hell yeah. So we, we're loving it. So um, the way it works here is we start off, we talk about some current events. We talk about what's going on right now. And then we'll talk about the topic later. We want to find out what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. But first and foremost, uh, last week I hosted the Imagen Awards, which is like the Latin Golden Globes. And uh, Kenny Ortega was the producer who did all the high school musicals and Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty amazing. I, I, I was in a room with all these like celebrities, like Danny Pino from SVU, who just tweeted me and made me happy. Um, there was America Ferreira was there and Rosalind Sanchez. Like a lot of the people in the Latin world, Norman Lear was there, mm-hmm. Rita Moreno was honored, and it was just amazing, amazing. But it just reminded me of the fact that as a comedian, I don't want to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I just I want to be like George Carlin and stay in this place over here right. where I can always. Uh, Danny re- called me irreverent uh-huh. and uh, and be you know just be unruly and just be able to always comment. And I feel like if I ever I look at the comedians that like like are, I'm in the in crowd right, now because right, a right. lot of us felt like we were ugly exactly. and unaccepted. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then now you get this left behind. Yes. Oh, don't leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> but now they feel like you know now I'm in the in crowd and I can wear the cool dresses uh-huh. and, and now I'm a celebrity and no I don't want to be one. I just want to <laughs> stay right here with the people. <laughs> and be a representative. No, girl, go. The people suck. No. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. I mean, it's a very nice sentiment, <laughs> yeah. but... You know, I don't think that's what anyone hopes for. No, you. we're going to be okay. Even Look, look at the song. We're going to be, be all right. right. We're going to be all right. <laughs> we're just going to stay in our in this place over here. I, so, I was talking, because and that, that leads me to the first thing I want to talk about, which is Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr, love Bill. Well, he was on... Um, on Conan, and he made some co- some comments. Oh about yes, I Caitlin. said something about that on Facebook. Did you? What yes. did you say? I said that it he was great. It was funny, and it was true what he said. And yeah. people, the thing is, is that there's bloggers. Everyone's a blogger, right? right. So with the just the pure like numbers wise, like you're gonna get bloggers that just really have no, they have no taste. They have they're sensitive. They just want to be heard. They want to say something that's gonna rile people up. So I don't even listen to these bloggers. The blogger wants to be sensitive and say it's not right. There was literally nothing wrong, and I'm a gay person, right. and I have no. There was nothing wrong with what he said at all. Like I thought it was funny. It was hilarious, and it's so true. And you I, know? I mean, I talk about stuff like that on stage all the time, specifically when we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. It's not like most of us grew 
up seeing right. this happen. Right. It is something that definitely uh, needs, uh, you have to have a dialogue specifically with course, children. Yes, and, and you should be able to say, like, he wasn't being derogatory. He wasn't hating on her at all. Like he was just speaking up. You can't speak about somebody. Yeah. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be in the public eye, you're gonna be spoken about. Done. Well, they like, call them transphobic. They call him transphobic. That's so ridiculous. And those people give any minority a bad name who's trying to like just bring awareness to people. See, people misunderstand when you're trying to bring. Like when I speak about my issues of being gay and all those kind of things. Like I'm just bringing my story to light and showing people a different side like i don't care you know you can all have different opinions who cares right and and we we should be able to talk about people like stop saying stuff okay so like um i also miss bruce jenner <laughs> Does he, if bruce jenner okay if should caitlin not think that people should miss bruce like Bruce right. was a big star, and like right. he doesn't exist anymore. So does he expect the rest of the universe to be like, oh well, Bruce Jenner didn't didn't exist. We should just pretend that none of us miss him. Right. I think it's his own. I think it's you know the person who's going through what they have to go through. It's like when you're coming out of the closet. Like yeah, it's great that everyone else either gets on board or doesn't, but the person still has to go through his own thing. So right. if he ever is like, oh, don't call me this. I'm not Bruce. It's his own defense mechanism. I believe it's him still trying to when he's completely fine with it like when i first came out if anyone ever said anything gay or fake i would jump on them right. but now i'm good with who i am mm -hmm. and so i don't care fag it up i always say <laughs> you don't want to be a fag don't be a fag <laughs> don't act like one that's it and then you won't be one like there are fags and there are gay people done like that's it behave how you behave and understand that you're gonna get a uh, a feedback from the people that's yeah, it i agree and you know what i i personally the PC police really gets on my nerves. It's like enough, yeah. They're like a mob. It's like mm -hmm. Lord of the Flies now. True. But, you know, and I think and I feel like it's a lot of people who are not connected to the causes. Right, right, right. Taking of it course. upon themselves right. to be the saviors, yeah. of, which is condescending right, all right. unto itself. Yeah. Well, there's, there's money being made by people being angry about anything they oh, can. Yeah. Anything that can upset anybody, that's yeah. just clickbait. And now somebody gets to, to, you know, draw so many eyes and make so much money off of a ad for a Big Mac. I also yeah. say ignore them. Like, oh, I do. The more that we give, and it's like with any, with anything. It's like even like with like extreme right wingers. Like just ignore them. I'm so over it. I'm like, I don't even try anymore. I'm like, you know what? You want to be a uh, PC uh, police? Go be PC police. I don't care. I'm, I'm not listening to you. If you don't listen to somebody, then they lose power. Right. You know. I agree, and I think that that's the the my my point with them is. The problem with people now is that when they disagree with something, they want that to go away. Right, and you can't just, just yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Yes. I don't follow Donald Trump oh, totally, on Twitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not. How can anybody even be offended by something that Donald Trump says? Yeah, I don't He's even care. He's a buffoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all laugh at him. I agree. Yes. So we all laugh at him. Then we all like to get together and say that, well, this is just terrible. And, <laughs> But there are a lot of people who are behind him. I feel bad for those people. They you just know what I'm there was this article that I just read that said that Donald Trump is the voice of the unintelligent American. Right, totally. And it was so, and then it showed a picture of these people yeah. that were like, Wah! It's so sad. And, it, and it, it's basically saying these are the dummies yeah, of the day. Exactly. You know, so I, I'm in this fairly prestigious group of people. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there are. Elitists from like uh, okay, I'll just say it. like I'm remember the Terminator of Roses. Okay, so like it's all like um, it doesn't matter if you know if you know who they are, great. If you don't, it doesn't matter. But they're like really rich white people and stuff like that. Uh huh. And I'm standing there at like this event on Saturday, and I finally see for the first time 
two people really coming together and talking about like what sense Trump is making and how he can really take this <laughs> to Oh like, my I'm god. Like, Holy shit, uh, it's so crazy. It. Like bat yeah, bat shit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what? They feel like he's being honest. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying with this honest thing. Viewing yeah. hate <laughs> yeah, is at least he's telling his he's truth. Keeping it real. I, I guess that's all, that's uh, <laughs> accurate cuz no one would say that stuff if they didn't be- if they didn't believe it. Yeah, no, no. You know, no. you wouldn't think like, oh, this is like a funny rib to play on America. Yeah, yeah, let's just yeah, say yeah. fuck all Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like and do you say what you want, you know? I don't even care, but I'm, I value the fact that I'm not one of these people saying that he's amazing. Now I just don't even I'm like now I just it's laughable. He's honestly. like President Camacho from Idiocracy. Very much so, very much <laughs> so. You know so, what yeah. I mean? Like he's got he's rounded up the dummies yeah, and now they are. And he was a comedian that I thought was a kind of smart comedian who just put this dissertation on Facebook about why he felt that Donald Trump would be a good president. Mm -hmm. And he was so serious. And he was like, intellectually speaking. And I was like, everything you said after that negated the intellectually speaking. Because it, it, for you to make a generalization like Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, my issue is the generalizations. Right, right, right. That's the same thing as saying, you know, all gay people are, Mm -hmm. well, Josh Duggar said that, you you know, you guys are promiscuous and child abusers. And then we find out he's a molester and cheating on his wife. And meanwhile, I've had sex with one person my whole life. I know. <laughs> like, I'm I've never I've been people. molested three times and never by a gay person. Exactly. They were all Ex- straight men. Straight. Yeah, exactly. But um, so I go on to say that I mean I just think it's really interesting. It is very very telling of mm-hmm. where our education system is oh, because totally. these people are like super trumping it up. Mm-hmm. I'm an anchor baby, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because uh, they're talking about me. Like if if, if this mm-hmm. was if, if I was a baby, I would right. be one of the children. My father so is your, your parents came here because of your birth, kind of. Like well, I was here? born here so that my mom, you know, my my dad could have citizenship. You wow. know, my dad is is from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and um, and Technically, I am an anchor baby for, you know, for my dad. He was deported and was not allowed to come back into the country, Mm -hmm. and he's never been able to come back. He lives in the Dominican Republic. I live here because my mom is a citizen, but my dad and I were separated, and we weren't ever able to be together again because he's not allowed here. I have to go visit him. It's like Miss Saigon. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm like, <laughs> y'all got a story, right? You know, shoot. Uh, Speaking of stories, you just reminded me of something that you said in the beginning of that about not ever being molested by like a gay person. Right. No. I have to say, I got some news this weekend that like uh, the person that molested me like when I was a kid, uh, like his name was George Gay, uh, George. but uh, he, he died like two weeks ago he, he was like the only person that's ever like molested me uh. and uh i kind of felt like um you know i don't like to hear when people die but now yeah. i can't like now now he can't be part of like nightmares anymore or right anything like that you know so well no he can come and now he gonna get you in your uh, nightmares because he's a ghost he, uh, <laughs> hey man <laughs> go, ghosts probably can touch you too like, exactly so. he really it's just like you. weird that, like I, I had I hadn't thought about him in probably like 15 years until I like heard that he had died and it makes me feel good you know yeah no, so, of course that's now, now I don't really have to worry about like someone coming and getting me <laughs> even though like I'm way bigger than I was when I was then and right he couldn't, there's no way he could have done anything to me for the last 20 years easily just well, sexual, that's sweet that you think he wants you as an adult it's mental I know but that <laughs> sexual abuse stays with you forever forever yeah, yeah sex yeah. is a function of life yeah you know what people are on um, that my friends that have been physically abused like that people mm-hmm. are going back and forth with what's worse 
it's all bad. It's all bad. But yeah. when you don't have to get beat up in life. Right. But having sex is part of life. Right, right, right. So when you're an adult, physic being physically abused is a choice. You right. can walk away from that. But sex is also a choice, but it's part of your life. And it's so hard to disconnect. That that's yeah. a problem. You have to disconnect the dysfunction with the function of life. Uh-huh. And it's so it's so complicated. It's very, it's well, like, this whole thing and this life thing is very complicated. Yes. You know, because this time, you know, people uh, like you could even like people ask me if I was molested. I'm like, I feel like I could have blocked it out because yeah. I have so many issues emotionally and sexually and like even gender issues. Like I identify as a male and female. Like I'm not even a full tranny. Yeah. Like it's like mess. I'm like caught in the middle of everything. You well, you're know? not supposed to say the T word. Yeah, I'm going to say whatever I want because <laughs> I, I dated you. a guy who became a tranny in the middle of me dating him and just left me. Oh. And my dad was a tranny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, literally, like he. Was and they call it trannies tranny. each other trannies. So I'm in the gay world. Like, well, not really, but I have been in the gay world, and they call it tranny. That's the word they use. So. It, it, well, you heard it. He said it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look. When the alternative. Okay, look. There's way worse alternatives. <laughs> yes. And tranny has been very mainstreamed. For yeah. Oh man, I, I live in the world of comedy. I've yeah. heard he, she, lady, lady, dude. Yeah. Chicks with dicks is probably chicks like with chicks with dicks. You know? Like, I've heard, yeah, and you. I call them a Swiss Army knife because they're one shop stop, <laughs> <laughs> one stop sure, shop. Sure, sure, sure. I just saw a picture. I have to send the picture to you. We're gonna take a quick break. Call us eight five five eight seven eight four six five two. We want to hear what you have to think about what we're talking about. Truth Zero, Thomas Dale, and Jake is in the house. Andy D, Auntie Radio V, Bing Bang Bing Boom, right? Yeah. Andy D, Auntie Radio V, Andy D, Auntie Radio V. The Andy Dick Show, Wednesdays from four to six p.m. on T Radio V. Wow. But we'll do it. We'll do it better when we when the show actually starts. I'm Zoe Williams. And I'm Dr. Mark Goulston. I'm Jeff Brown. And we make up the Zoe What Morning Show. You can find us here on TRadioV.com every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I make you think. He makes you laugh. And if I get a chance, I'll help you change. Or make you cry with his attempts at humor. Radio in TV. Can you relate? We'll make it happen. Look at Jeff. What you doing? Were you mumbling to yourself? <laughs> hey, back there mumbling. To them. To them. Talk about me and my niggas, freedom outlaw, worldwide mob figures. From triumph to tragedy, to right back on top, and niggas still mad at me for pushing that big truck on 24. I swear, beating ATL game locked, yo. Now that's what my nigga got shot for, being too motherfucking wrong for this fuckboy. See the darkness, see the light, he wanna kill it. Misery loves company, and that's the real shit. But in 2004. Trips like yeah, Nazareth. I'm f***ed up, homie. You f***ed up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. You pick this song, Jake. I too. I'm like, I'm, def- I'm about to pull some more out to my phone. We gonna be all right. 
Oh, not only are we coming back for season two, I am debuting my new T-shirt. I'll say it for you, which is my my little saying, um, and it has my name on it. So you can get it on my website, funnyaida.com. If you are one of those truth tellers that will say it for other people, mm. since uh, we're hard to come by nowadays. Thank mm-hmm. you. There it is. I'll say it for you. Jake always has my back. And uh, we were talking about Bill Burr. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the movie uh, Straight Out of Compton. Did mm-hmm. you guys see it? Uh, I, I have yes. yet. Yeah, there was such a there has been such controversy. Every time something does well now, mm-hmm. there is always a, a scandal that sure. comes for mm-hmm. it. And um, but and I you, think this one's at least halfway earned. You uh-huh. know, it's this, I don't feel this is as manufactured as most of them are. Yeah, or the scandal. Yeah, or about the domestic violence. Yeah. Well, you know what? 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 I, my point of view about it is very interesting. A lot of people got very upset with me about it, but I just think that it's very. Um, I, I I love when people try to give misogyny to mm-hmm. hip hop when misogyny has been a part of world culture. It's man, right? It's forever. man. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then here these rappers come out with right. this music that is a reflection of where they come from yes. because they are being raised by pimps, mm-hmm. mothers, the streets, and they have this misogynistic attitude that people are very upset about. I remember, and you, what makes me laugh is that they came for NWA when Luke, Luther, Luke Com- Campbell, and Two Life Crew, which, which was before them. Sure, and they were, they were nastier towards women. Absolutely, and went to the Supreme Court and won. They, so Tipper Gore came for them first, mm-hmm. and they and then they got the censorship stuff. But I just think Tipper Gore was a moron, though. She was also going after Young MC. I know. you know, so <laughs> that, that whole thing was just terrible. I, I know. I brought, she came to my high school. Oh, she whenever did? whenever politicians get involved with rap, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like Especially yeah. a politician's wife. <laughs> yeah, it's just never. It's just like just don't. <laughs> just let like that I'll, not be your thing. Politician's wife. I'll give like the ten second version of, the, of this. Uh, just say no was like this big campaign in the eighties. And um, Nancy Reagan came out to the to the Rose Bowl to talk to us, and I got brought up on stage, and I had my picture taken with her, and they used me in the anti-war, <laughs> anti-drug, just say no campaigns, and like Reader's Digest, and all across the country, and like then I just ended up being like this huge pothead, so like that shit didn't work. Ah, <laughs> so funny. I think I thought it was hilarious that. Um, you know, the, it, it was it, as soon as the movie did well, it did really well. It, right. it beat a lot. Yeah, of I heard it was amazing. It immediately the scandal broke about how Dr. Dre is a woman beater and how they excluded mm-hmm. all of the anti-woman lyrics and all the anti-woman stuff from the movie. Where I thought, I, when you saw the movie, when they threw that girl out of the hotel room naked, sure. I was like, how was that not anti-woman? Like, the fact that they were in the rooms. Mm-hmm. And, and you're damned if you do, and if you didn't feel, because if they did incorporate all that, they would be like, this was too this was misogynistic was, and was against women. And, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's like, I just do what you do and let the chips fall where they may. And if people want to say stuff, then you know what? Keep saying it because you're promoting my video more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're the more you say things like the, like the fat Jewish dude, because everybody went on a tirade, a rant about getting him away from CAA. He got more followers. He got more followers. He got, everybody knows about him now. So, okay, good, everybody. Now you just made him more popular. Yeah, because all of the big popular comedians yeah. that spoke out, they're followers now. Right, they brought exactly. them to his awareness. And most people don't have a lot of, they don't have, they don't have like, discretion they just want to see stuff they don't care like we care 
I, you know, and I'm also, uh, speaking of that, I'm a believer in that the cream always rises to the top. Uh-huh, and that that's how I feel. At the end of the day, do you honestly think that the fat Jewish guy is going to be around right, for the next exactly. 20 years? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but does he have to be around for 20 years or do you just have to cash one paycheck that he didn't earn mm-hmm. off of other people's jokes? No, 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 I agree. But what I'm saying is he's not, uh, well, Comedy Central undid their deal. Sure. But um, is he going to. But if there was no stink, then that wouldn't have happened. He'd be in development right now, uh, basically trying to find some uh, script. Yeah, but somebody's going to pick him up. He'll get something. And he'll get something even more now because everybody gave him more power. But you're right. He's going to end up on True TV or some something. other like, thing that just is he'll desperate get something. for any type of name. Right. And yeah, but I don't, you know, because I, like, I, I don't even follow him. I don't follow him. I, I don't follow I think anyone it's kinda, that I don't know. I've always thought it was hacky because I think... I think the people that follow some him is they're morons. They're the Donald Trump people because when right. I see those memes that he posts, right. it's nothing that I haven't seen already a million times on the internet. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not anything that I'm like, of wow, course. this not, yeah. guy is so clever. I'm like, oh, brilliant. Can we go back to Straight Outta Compton? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, the real problem with that movie is that only Easy E is dead. If the other guys were dead, then they would have been able to show a bad side of them. Right. But since everybody else was still alive to defend, like, oh, I don't want to be seen like that. Uh-huh. I don't want to be seen like that. Like, once those guys dead are dead and they remake this movie again in 50 years or something, it's going to be a lot better because there won't be anybody who's, like, butthurt about having right. their real lives shown. Right, right, uh, right. Point number two. Um, you know how much money was made at Compton Theaters on this movie? Zero, right. because there's not one movie theater in Compton. If uh-huh. I, I didn't like, know if, that. If I lived in Compton, I would hate NWA uh-huh. because they brought a stigma onto like my community that no one thinks is worth investing in anymore. The, 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 drive through Compton, there is n- there's nothing there. Right. Like ever since everything went down in like '92, uh-huh. um, there's just th- that town has been fucked. If you want to go see a movie, you got to drive ten miles over to Paramount or something mm-hmm. and um, wow. leave where you live and. I honestly, I I would really really hate NWA if I lived in Compton. That's I didn't even know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that uh, it wasn't showing in Compton. Uh, no, I no, mean I didn't even know. It doesn't showing. There's there's no opportunity to show it anywhere. I oh. mean, even Magic Johnson, who goes in and invests in like the most impoverished areas that you can, he doesn't even think that Compton is a place that is economically like viable mm-hmm. to, to not have crime happen at. It. But where is his 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 um, his theaters on Martin Luther King? Oh, that's considered Baldwin Hills. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he knows L.A. better than I do. I've been here my whole life. So mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that really... Um, I feel like maybe in Compton, they kind of, like, most of... They have more for issues to worry about. They ain't trying to catch a film. Uh, but <laughs> a, a, a place that is a job creator <laughs> and has people that has a place that, like, kids can not run drugs right. on the street. Yeah. Um, anything like that is such a benefit to the community that for nothing to have been invested there for... 23 years, no no big commercial developments in that time yeah. in Compton. Well, uh, he is, said, is Dr. J- Dr. Dre said the proceeds of the Compton album are going to build a community center. Build a community I'm, center. I'm glad that other billion dollars he just got bought out of for, for Beats, like um, none of that's going to get invested back yeah. into his community. Right. They need so to invest in education and stuff like nope, that. Like That's what they should it. do, yeah. But you know how? Where do you draw the line when it comes to your personal money and what you put into the community? Like when you use the name of that community mm. and you make it look so bad mm-hmm. and fearful 
Um, I think you owe a, an Touché. enormous debt. There you go. Yeah, he just dropped some point. truth serum on you. He right just there. dropped some truth <laughs> serum <laughs> yeah. on you. You wanted an answer? And I, you got an I received answer. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Damn, yeah. Uh, Jake just dropped the gospel. We he came in this bitch, but Kendrick <laughs> Lamar said, look here, bitch. We are making Let me school you on yeah. the hood. <laughs> word. And, he, and ended it with the word, drops the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dropping the mic. This is a very expensive piece of equipment. I've never understood that move. Do they give him a bunk mic at the end of the night? to drop on the ground? No, they no, dropped they it. They actually shit. dropped <laughs> yeah. the real mic and messed that's, it up. That's just wasteful. Yeah. And it's really bad. After they put their bad breath oh on the God, mic. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I hate when someone's like doing the, the screaming and in they, the mic. Yeah. Or when they put the mics in, in their the mouth. I'm like, come on. Yucko. <laughs> yeah. So we are talking to Thomas Dale. Jake is in the house, in the house, in the house today, dropping mm-hmm. that science. Yes. Call us, 855-878-4652. If you have questions for Thomas, you want to say something about NWA, you want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner and Bruce uh, Bill Burr, whatever it is you want to talk about call, give us a call uh, don't call us with crazy because every we, we're fully stocked we, here. Yeah, we fully stocked on crazy. <laughs> so Thomas, let's talk about you. Yes, let's. Let's talk about what's going on with you right now. Oh, I'm in transition not tranny transition, but in like in transition, like I'm, my spirit is growing and I'm my I'm experiencing all this contrast and like I'm being forced to kind of like answer the questions I've always denied in my life you know I always attract these guys that are uh, on that are unavailable for me. Why are they? I think that I have my own issues in my own sexuality or my own who I am or I don't love myself or that kind of thing. You know, like growing up, like having this really tough, strong, mm-hmm. like blue collar dad. Like mm-hmm. I think I'd ne- I never had this image that I deserve anything good like that, like a, a, a relationship or something. Or so love. I want to stop real quick just to make a real small yeah. observation for all of you people who are closed minded and make mm-hmm. all these generalizations about what makes you gay, what makes mm-hmm. you straight. Jake is a straight man. He's married. Was raised by a trans uh, transvestite. Mm-hmm. This one was raised by, by a, a blue collar cop uh-huh, and is yeah. gay. Uh-huh. So we we stop trying to figure right, it out exactly. and telling everybody how it works because right. it doesn't work the it way you think. It doesn't. Yeah, because I've been trying to be straight since I figured since I since nine years old. Uh-huh. Like I knew I was gay at nine, and I've been trying to be straight ever since then. And then I, at 18, I just said, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I got to be who I am. And whoever is there for me is there for me. Whoever isn't isn't. And um, they were, everybody was there for me, but then I had to go on this journey and try to love myself. And now I just, you know, I'm still trying because, you know, I see the image of man and man, and I'm like, ugh, like I love the image of man and female. I think it's beautiful. Right. You're attracted to straight guys. I love you straight guys. That's all things. I love because at the same time they feel like my buddy. But then, like we, you know, like that's what I want. I want my best friend to be my boyfriend. That kind of thing. Like, but why can't that. he just be gay and be? Because your best I don't, I, I don't know why. That's why I think I, it's like a self hate thing. You know, mm-hmm. like I just don't. You know, like I love gay people, I love everybody, but I just don't, I'm not attracted to it. The The image of a straight guy is what I'm attracted to, and I think that comes from just the daddy thing, like a daddy issue thing. But don't they have, uh, look at me, I sound just as mm-hmm. ignorant as the Thomas, no, go for as it. the Donald Trump people. Mm-hmm. Go for Aren't it. Aren't there gay men who are masculine? Masculine. Yeah. And, and they are, but there's something about a straight guy that's just different. Like gay guys, gay people to me, I think we are part female, part male. I think it's something along the lines of that. If biology, if they could figure it out, I'd love an answer. If there's any science out there, Mm -hmm. please let me know. I would love to know. 
Um, and I think that that's what it is. So straight men, they're total men. Like they have that like that little like very simple. Just give me my you know give me a, a baseball game and I'm good. You know like just less talk, more action. I love that. Like there's something they want to fix things. Like I just love straight guys. There's something about them. Gay guys, we got a little girl to us. And though that is awesome. I just don't, I'm not really attracted to that. And again, I'm open to maybe it's just because I don't love that about me. And I always want, because the guys I attract, I don't know, like I just think that there's, because I have plenty of straight friends that I'm like, I know it's, they're totally straight and that's it. You know, it's not going to happen. But then I fall, you know, I kind of fall in love. Like love is love. Like I just can't fight who I fall in love with. And I think my friend will find, they'll love the love I give them. So they kind of want it too. And I think we're coming to a time where straight, gay, it's all, there's all this in between stuff. And we're falling in love with each other as humans. I meet girls that I've in the past been in love with a girl, Mm -hmm. but I just wasn't, you know, I don't know. It's just very, it's very confusing. And I just want to figure it out. Like, especially as a comic, I'm here for the truth and to Mm -hmm. get to the real of it all. So I refuse to just settle. I think most regular people just know how to settle in life and be like, this is what it is I'm gonna make do. And most gay people I think are like, all right, I'm just gonna make make the best of this. But I'm a comic on top of being gay. And I'm like, right. well, I can't make the best of it because I gotta know what the, this is the truth of it all. This is how it really feels, you know? So I'm just trying to find a good balance of being a comic and a human. I'm gonna try to slip one thing in there. Uh, and that's the idea that as like a, a dude, I think one of the things that you want mm-hmm. is like things that you can't have. Yeah, I guess people say that to me a lot, but no, because I'm tortured and at times I am at my, I'm on, like literally breaking down. Like it's so painful and it's so, to be, to want someone that doesn't want you back is one of the worst feelings, you know? And I would give anything to not have to go through this anymore. So I don't, I, I, I would, I don't, I haven't really subscribed to that, you know, mm-hmm. because I really, trust me, I would love to have what I can't have. It would make me very happy. <laughs> and and I believe that there, if it wasn't for society, I think that we have, a, with some of my the guys this happens with, there is a connection that I do think we can have. But because of society, like women do it, that straight girl fell in love with Tig Nataro in her documentary. She was yeah. a straight girl, but they fell in love with each other. Women are able to do that because society has always allowed that. But society puts a lot on straight men and make you have to be a man. You can't cry. You can't feel. You can't do this. And it's bec- it's turned into this. So now me and we can't have that real love, that human love. That is so beautiful to me. And that's what I want, that human love. So we're gonna take another break. We're gonna we're gonna come right back to this because this is deep and heavy. Eight five five eight seven eight four six five two. You can tweet me at funny a i d a. All the handles are up. You can tweet Thomas Dale Has, uh, Thomas Dale five and do hashtag human love. Human love. Hashtag human love. We'll be back. That's Kendrick Lamar, and we are going to be all right. She is guest hosting uh, Hey, my show. fellow thoughters out there, I'm Charles Shaughnessy. Check out my new show, Here's a Thought, with Charles Shaughnessy, August the 7th, 3 p.m. PST, right here on T-Radio V. Now, you know I have a lot to say, 
but I want to hear what you have to say. So tune in, grab your phones, call me, tweet me. Uh, I'm Charles Shaughnessy. Oh, it's everything. It's every and it, it really brings is. us together. Yeah. It sure does. Know, everybody, good music is good music. Yes, it doesn't I matter agree. who makes it. Like mm-hmm. I can listen to hip hop. I can listen to country. I, I battle with. There are mm-hmm. a few country songs. Heavy like. metal, I battle with too. I'm not into that. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to have some melody to it, and I'm not sure that country yeah. always does, nor does uh, heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think country and heavy metal are both like. Uh, I love classic rock. You know, what really gets me yeah, the most nice is like uh, Chinese music when you hear like ching chong, <laughs> like when it, just like those bell chiming sounds. Like that music just makes me want to die. Like, <laughs> I do not like it at all. I don't get. It. But you know what's pretty funny? Not funny, but it's pretty interesting. If it, it'll blow your mind, mm-hmm. is to see an Asian person. Person singing R&B in their oh, Asian sure. language. Yes. It's like, when I go overseas, it's like they kill it. They're like, oh, wing, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. They ding, 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 ding. And oh, I yeah. Asians, Chinese don't quit. They oh, will no. do it. They will make it their own. That's they it. They kill it. They're they good. love r They have on the white suits mm-hmm. and they're going on. They're going in. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. <laughs> Once the Asian people come for me, the Asian PC. <laughs> no, they're going to come oh, here first with his ching chong. <laughs> hey, man, I don't write that music. <laughs> I've heard it every time I've had dim sum, but I don't write that music. You all should thing. know that he did the thing with his eyes, too, when he did it. No, <laughs> I get it all the time. People be like, I love your music. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 I get it. And I, I don't oh, well, have these people always trying to take me shopping. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm gay. I'm not a, a fashionista. <laughs> They're trying to take me shopping all the time. No, I, exactly. I'm like, I don't trust me. I don't. I need someone to bring me shopping. <laughs> The uh, the the uh, I love the world of generalizations. Yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. Oh sure, sure. You know, name 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 mm. your top two favorite generalizations that make you laugh. Okay, um, I uh, think that like um, Asians being bad drivers makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it, it makes me laugh. Like Asian. I don't know if it's a generalization or if I should even admit that I like it and it makes me laugh. I feel good. They're like black people supposedly have big penises. Oh, so totally, now yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's all kind of evened out. Like I know racism was t- is terrible, was terrible, um, and slavery was probably awful. I wasn't part of it. I don't know. I guess it was. But the idea they have big penises kind of seems like it evens everything out. Well, what racism and generalizations, I think, are two different things. Generaliz- I like generalizing because it just makes the shit easy. I ain't got time to sit here just and dice me, it up. Okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, my favorite two. ones are... Um, uh, that will get people like shopping. That one, I'm like, all right, get over it. And um, I would say, oh God, that Mexicans are hard workers. 
Oh. Right? It's like, I know some lazy Mexicans. I, I like the Mexican nap one. So, like, yeah, we're all opposite yeah. that. Not all Mexicans are How about you, Ida? I, I would say that um, Puerto Rican men are good lovers. Like, because right, not all are, huh? No, like they're, it, it, no, that they're just like the suave. Like, I think they're corny. Like, right. you know, it's funny. Like, people are like, yeah. oh, Puerto Rican man. And I'm like, you mean nah, somebody yeah, that's yeah. got on jelly shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm Puerto Rican, so right. I make that generalization. Uh-huh. And that, um, ooh, which one makes me really laugh a lot? Oh, yeah. it? I, okay, sorry. I just thought of a, one that makes me laugh a Jewish lot. Jewish people all have big noses. Or that they're stingy. That's an annoying oh, one. Oh, the ones right. that they're stingy. Right. But that, yeah, they're they're all, that they all have the same nose. Right. It's so stupid. So far from, yeah. you know. You know what makes me laugh? Like the term retard strong. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't heard that one. Oh, right. that, 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 no, retard strength. Oh, that's what it's retard yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah. That makes me laugh. Yes. Like, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That re- re- well, you're not developmentally delayed people. Developmentally delayed. I can't say that shit. Not and, and say like developmentally delayed strong and then laugh. I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Like there's got to be some no, comedic element. The PC pol- I know the PC police. Because that's what I, we're talking about. What makes you laugh? Oh, no. It makes me. Or that uh, white girls all uh, love black dudes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they say fat white girls. Fat white yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and black dudes, skinny right, black girls. I have right. to say, I don't find that one quite as funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Or that Asian women are all good in bed. I guess, Is that I, what they say? Oh, my goodness. That Asian women are, I have a joke about it. Hey, look, let's not poke holes in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Asian women, I feel like they rush through that shit. Because I know when I'm getting, like, my my pedicure or something, they be rushing it. (laughs) I think they're uh, strategists, you know? Like, I don't know. But I I always say, you know... So you think they're devious with how they, like, um, attack the dong? I think that they are... I, I, I think one, one thing it was so funny I was in the nail shop last week with my daughter and mm-hmm. we were getting pedicures and a white woman said to her I wonder why everybody wants to have white skin and the Asian girl that's doing her feet mm-hmm. is like um, yeah in our country we value mm-hmm. li- the lighter the skin the prettier you are but yeah. I was sitting there thinking next to this white woman who's having a pedicure at noon yeah. with her handbag, that her designer handbag, uh-huh. and, you know, saying, I wonder why everyone wants to have white right, skin. Right, I'm right, like, right, bitch, right, freedom! Because yeah. <laughs> you're freedom! You're free! And There's you no stigma, privilege. right? There's no stigma. And you win! Yeah, it's the stigma. Yes, and to uh, the stigma belongs to everybody else, but to right. white people, right. it's true. Yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, because I always say that, you know, like whenever I'm down on myself about, you know, being gay and my troubles and tribulations, I'm like, you know what? And I'm keep it real. I'm like, you know what? I could be a black gay person because ah. that's where, you know, they got double, double stigma, so... You know, I know it. I'll keep it real. It's honest. You know, yeah. like being white is easier. I like being. I love being around honest people. So I, mm-hmm. th- I have this. Um, so there were twelve women that were on the wine train. Did mm-hmm. you see that? The wine train in uh, the bay, mm-hmm. and a white woman said that they were laughing too loud. So they were escorted off the train. Mm-hmm. They were thrown off the train. And so now there's a hashtag that's trending. What that's is it? Laughing while black. Oh, that's amazing. And um, and so uh, uh, the the wine train people put out a statement, and they 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 revoked the statement saying that the women were uh, threatening mm-hmm. physically and verbally threatening to the other passengers. Yeah, they the look train. real threatening, don't they? I know one of them was 88. Oh, <laughs> I had it. 88, uh, 88 year old black woman. Yeah. 
Uh, they, them and uh, oh, they looked so sweet. They were having a good time, and then they got um, oysters or clams, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're part of a book club, so they were talking about <laughs> the book, drinking the, and then so the those white women who they just kept showing the picture. I would of, love to see a picture of the white women. Said, she's online. I'm sure she's she nasty. said that they, uh, you know, she was annoyed by it. So they they kindly had the police meet them outside. Wow. It was humiliating. This is the Aww. the lady that the other lady that they said was uh, laughing, um, to the point where it was, you know, like I love it. Yeah, like it's just. And it was and so one white woman who was on the train, made a Yelp review and said, "Listen, look at them." Mm-hmm. She said, "These." Uh, she said, "I will never patronize this train again." Mm-hmm. She said, "I'm a white woman. Mm-hmm. I was on the train." They weren't doing anything that the rest of the people were doing. Right, exactly. The only difference is that they were black. And yeah. I have to say that I, I would have to say, so someone posts this on Facebook yeah. and a comedian goes on mm-hmm. and says, why do you guys always have to make this about being black? I hate when people do that because it is an issue. Just stop. Like, let issues be issues. Or people do that all the Anyone who's not dealing with an issue always goes with, why you got to make it about this? You know why? Because it is about this. Yeah. It's not only about this, obviously. Let your mind be, you know, I always say, you know, when you're generalizing, you're general. it's not like everybody in that group is like that, but yes, there are things that are happening in that situation. Let it be. Absolutely. So when we come back, we gotta talk, uh, we're gonna finish our talk with Thomas because we have to know human love. what's going on with human love. Until then, we gonna be all right. Yes. <laughs> I just keep saying yes. We gonna be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gonna be all right. Uh. Hi, this is Casey Abrams from American Idol, and you are watching T Radio V. That was too corny. I don't. I love it. Hi, this is Danny Woodburn, and you're watching T Radio V. Did it come up? Are you right? There we go. He's good. Hey, hello, hello. This is David Faustino, and you are watching T Radio V. Do you see what I'm saying? It's television crossed with radio. It's all together. It's weird. Radio's in the middle of it. Ah, it's amazing. You're watching it. Go. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Hey, I'm Dean Kane, and you are watching T Radio V. I'm watching it too. Right now. Seriously. (laughs) Hi, I'm Rob Hubel from Welcome to the Jungle. You're watching T-Radio V, aren't you? Radio on TV. Terrible idea. Hi, we're Marissa and Juliana Stove. The Stove Twins. And you're watching T-Radio V. That's radio in TV. Uh, Thomas, what's the craziest show you've ever done? Like stand-up show? Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see. I came up as a comic in New York, so I would say at the Village Lantern there were a couple of shows that we—that's where we always kind of just did our thing. And uh, this one guy got up on stage and tried to fight me. I was just gonna ask yeah. you about: Did you ever have a situation? while I was on stage? Um, because you know I do my little straight boy thing in the uh-huh. audience and like do that, flirting with them and playing around. And what happened was, he just didn't speak English, and I, and I thought he was being like homophobic. So I started going in on him more. Right, laying it on thick, not going in on him about being homophobic because I really don't care if you're homophobic, but I'm gonna fuck with you more. Sorry if I can't say that. I'm gonna f with you more okay. if you are if you're if I think you're being an idiot. So I was just messing with him, and he just couldn't understand me. He gets on stage and like, and I was like, I don't back down. So he was like in my face. I'm like, you want to do this? Let's do this. You come on my stage. I got all, I got all gully. I'm like, you want this is my stage. You gonna come on my stage? Let's do this. We're like nose to nose. My comic friends came up. They had to pull him off. They were like bringing him in the back and that's I saw like handing out mafia threats to the whole audience because once I lose it I lose it I'm like my uncle will come and find you they'll put you in the river and then people were getting up they were grabbing their bags walking out I was just having a meltdown and then my buddy was like Thomas he just he didn't understand English so <laughs> he didn't know what you were saying to him <laughs> that is so funny that's pretty messed up though man yeah. hey, did you at least have it on camera That'd no awesome. we didn't have it on tape it that would have gone viral for that sure that would have been sure, great sure. yeah <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, so me, for me now, it's not even crazy shows, but irritating shows. I was performing at Flappers the other mm-hmm. day, and, um, you know, I, I talk about everybody. That's my thing. I talk about everybody yeah. so that no one feels special. And after the show, the first of all, this was a group of people from Minnesota, and everybody was kept commenting on how tough they were. You know, the Midwest white people, mm-hmm. and they were just like, they were like, they're really tight. They're really tight. And they're not terrible, actually. They're actually not. We bad. had so yeah. much fun, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. us to start asking my the other comedians, maybe it's you, because you know, maybe right, you got yeah. that in your head exactly. about you, you this generalization about generalization about Middle America, right? Yeah, and white people are this, mm-hmm. and the, so and it was a predominantly white show, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, it's white people." They come to yeah. me like, I, "Like that's gonna, <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna really relate yeah. to that." Like, oh, white people from the Midwest are yeah, out they there. They gonna get like, you. How you gonna do in this? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I do. I go on the road and perform right. for them every week. So I go on stage and I do my jokes, and uh, I have my jokes about lesbians. And it's funny because mm-hmm. Shantae just came in here. Mm-hmm. And after the show, these two lesbians walk up to me and they're like, um, you know, we were really hurt by what you said about Ugh, lesbians. Lesbians. But it goes, it goes further. She was like, you know, we, we started, uh, I don't know if you heard us, but we started burping during your set. Oh, girl. And I, said, and I was like, nah, I, I didn't hear, but that's real classic. Yeah, you know? right. You're offended, but you had a very intellectual approach to dealing with it. You know, it was just, yeah. And so anyway, they go on and on and on. About the stigma about lesbians being, you know, overly promiscuous, blah blah blah. Then Shantae Wayans, my friend who just mm-hmm. came in here, walks in, and uh, I said, "Well, I was directing some of the jokes to her because she's my friend." And then Shantae goes on to do this creepy thing about mm-hmm. everything that they said was mm-hmm. a stereotype, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I'm a lest on Tuesday right, and Thursday." Right, right. I'm a lest on Tuesday. She didn't even <laughs> know great. what was going on. <laughs> right, right, right. So she ends by telling me, she says, "Hey, listen." I'll give you my email address if you'd like to send me your routine. I can help you with your jokes for oh, lesbians. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, what has this turned oh, into? Oh, no. I feel like the witch, with the witch, the Salem witch hunt. Yeah, like we well, are, yeah. Those is, people, I'd just be like, you don't need to come back. I don't, 
want you in my audience. Honestly. But I'm like, you weren't offended by the jokes I made about white people, black people, Hispanic people. You mm-hmm. weren't offended by the jokes about gay men. Right. You didn't. You weren't offended about the jokes I made about my mom, my right. daughter. You were only offended. Of course. That's self-centered yeah. thinking that is mm-hmm. so obnoxious. Yeah. But that's why those people don't, because they're just sensitive people. They're not sensitive lesbian people. They're sensitive people mm-hmm. who happen to be lesbians and they're speaking out on that. They're sensitive people on all kinds, you know, everything. And I'm just like, when they get like that, I'm like, all right, go do you. But please don't come back because I don't need you. At the yeah. end of the day, I want my crowd to be people who are down. Everyone else, just go on somewhere else. Go, you know, go see some easy shit. Yeah. Because I'm not giving it to you. Um, I'm going to do my I'll say it for you now. So because I have uh, someone hit my car. Uh, I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to tweet the story. Somebody hit my car. She was drunk driving oh. and she was um, drunk driving. She hit my car. She hit my daughter's car. She hit two cars while she was driving. She totaled my car, Damn. then got out of the car and was belligerent Ugh. and entitled and was upset because they decided to call the police on her and she Uh didn't feel like they should call. She's like, we could work this out. And, um, you know, my point was you call the police on her, not because she crashed the cars, but because she's attempting to get back into a car and drive out into the world and she could hit people. My point is, don't be a douchebag Mm -hmm. and get behind the wheel after being under the influence of Mm -hmm. a substance. A car is, the the least important thing you can hit. Right. I thought about my daughter being in that car and not being with me anymore. And because you were being selfish mm-hmm. and self-centered and drinking and driving, you could have easily stolen my daughter for me. And I know this sounds like the corniest I'll say it for you, no, but I think real. sometimes you got to reiterate it. Please, 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 please use Uber, yeah. use Lyft, call your friend. Don't take some, don't steal somebody's dream. Mm-hmm. If something happens to my daughter, I'm going to the crazy yeah, house. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you will just you will steal two lives with one. So if if you feel it's cool to drive while you're smoking up right. and you're drinking, it's not. Right. You know, my car is totaled, it's done. Now I have to go get another car, which is fine, but I can't go get another daughter. Yes. So please, please, please be thoughtful and think about other people other than yourself when you're out doing stupid shit. Ida Rodriguez and I'll say it for you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Thomas, yes. first of all, will you come back? Oh, my God. I would love to come back. You know me and you always love hanging out. Oh, we got to finish having yeah. this talk. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, yeah. We Absolutely. Talking. I could talk about it for <laughs> forever. Tell people where you're going to be. Um, I'm going to be all over. I'm going to Colorado, actually, Wednesday. Um, it's not a club. It's a college, so you can't come to that. But uh, <laughs> just check me out. ThomasDaleComedy.com. You'll be at Flappers tonight with I'll me. I'll be at Flappers tonight and HaHa ha Cafe also tonight. I'm just going to be around, so ThomasDale5, check it out. Where can they find you, Jake? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at uh, uh, GTA, sorry, Jake Belcher GTA. Uh, you can also find my show here on um, Radio, on uh, T-Radio V. So me, funnyaida.com. Um, I'll be at Hyenas this weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. Tonight I'll be at Flappers. You can catch me doing the Shaq Comedy All-Star September 3rd at San Manuel Casino and the 11th in Vegas during Fight Weekend. Next weekend, next week we have Josh Sabara, the author of Porn Again. Check out the book so we can talk about it next Sorry, week. Sorry, what's the book called? It's porn, P-O-R-N, again. All right. And it has nothing to do with porn. Hey. It's all about his life. But it's a pretty good book. He used yeah. to be uh, Ricky Lake's best friend. and he worked, He's Ricky from Lake. the industry. So uh, check it out. He'll be here next week. 
But till then, tell him bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. You are watching T Radio Me, Radio MTV.